Let me remind myself what the topic is today. Oh yeah, yeah, AI and politics, right? lot already happening in the in the space of media and politics this week. I don't know if you want to talk about, you know, the Tucker situation and the Don Lemon situation. Do you have any thoughts there? I kind of want to start with that. Old, uh, old sucker Carlson. <laughs> um, dude, I don't know. I actually, I, I, I saw the Tuckle, uh, the Tuckle, the Tuckle, the Tuckle Carlson, the Tuckhold, the, t- <laughs> the Tucker Carlson story. I was shocked. Because obviously he is the butter on the toast that is Fox News, um, a disgusting, a disgusting fetid butter as it as it is. But I was shocked because I'm like, dude, I know so many people who are Republicans, kind of, but they really love Tucker Carlson, and that's like right. kind of what what had them hooked in. Which I, I've had all kinds of like semi anthropological theories on why that is because he speaks like an infant. Like mm-hmm. if you if you really just kind of like take yourself out of the story a little bit, he has like this like, you know, it's like a, it's a pretty it's it's very childlike and uh, yeah, it's like it's like kid experiencing the the aftershocks of a temper tantrum voice. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know anything about Dong Lemon, but. Uh, uh, they got rid of those two guys. I don't know. Do you know anything about it? I don't know anything about it, really. Is it the Dominion thing? Or they, he was it, they 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 axed him because of some kind of libel situation with the with Dominion. Was that the word on the street? I think that that was a lot a lot of it. Uh, I do know that there were a lot of texts that came out during the Dominion situation where he just did, said a lot of you know mean and nasty and crude and vulgar things about the higher ups at fox news and he oh. just had not have respect for them uh, so there closed. might have been some like some like personal you know beef between him and the upper management and you know it seems also like the thing is that like tucker had the biggest audience but he didn't necessarily make the most money because so many of the advertisers fled his segment and so he had like my pillow <laughs> you know like that was like the quality of the advertising mm-hmm. uh so i think that that was a large part of it too out of this whole situation i don't really care too much about, about the don woman that to me that situation is just kind of boring the, the whole like scene in you know world is just boring to me but uh, i i read this piece by ross dalfat i think that's how you say it in the the new york times it was called the tucker realignment and let me just paraphrase like what the gist of this article Tucker retrograde. (laughs) Well, so uh, Ross Douthat, he has this view that how Tucker became so popular was just taking whatever the mainstream narrative was and going against it. So if the mainstream narrative was uh, Trump is terrible, he's going to say Trump is awesome. If the narrative is vaccines work, he's going to be skeptical and say, no, they don't. If, you know, if, if it's immigrants are helping the economy, he's going to say immigrants are hurting the economy. That's like his whole thing. And what's fascinating to me about that is that one, I think that is true from, from the very minimal exposure I do have to, to Tucker Carlson. But I see that same exact phenomenon in a lot of the independent YouTube media world like the, the type of shit that i listen to right like you know uh uh breaking points with crystal and Sauger. like 
I still listen to them every now and then. That's basically what they do. Like if CNN or the New York Times is a big story, they're going to be skeptical of it. But if some, you know, fringe-ish character in the media has some kind of like hot take and maybe it's a little bit like, uh, you know, too hot for the mainstream media, they're going to be all about it. They're, they're going to just love that. And I totally get that, like, because that draws me in, right? And so, like, mm -hmm. I see why how Tucker draws in people with that mm -hmm. view. At the same time, like, that view doesn't inherently bring anybody closer to the truth. In fact, right. it might, you know, big picture, take people further away from the truth because of the knee-jerkness of it. But it gets know. them in the door. Yeah. Are you drawn to that that perspective at all? I mean, do you listen to, to any media that, like, does that that you notice? I'm such a feel guy. I yeah. uh, I I don't. It's like content-wise, I'm not. I I don't care that much what they're talking about. It's the vibe I'm getting off of them. If someone feels like they're infantilizing themselves or me, like Tucker Carlson, I can't even listen to it for a second. Even if he's got good points, even if it feels like he's talking about something that's relevant to me the feel is just so off that i can't yeah. i can't fuck with it it's the same reason i can't fuck with matthew inglacius <laughs> like matthew the skexy inglacius like i'm always waiting for matthew inglacius to be like ah, 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 ah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um no, not really. I mean, can I, I can I ask who's a who's a guy whose feel is 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 something that draws you in? Because like Matt yeah. Iglesias, I totally one thousand percent get it. I also find his thing kind of endearing, and so I'm okay with it. Oh, even though like I I absolutely understand. But who's somebody who's who has a mannerism or whatever that you just like find so silky and smooth you can't deny it? Who who is my who's my soothing? Who's my oh swing? god! I wish I could guess. I can't even guess to be honest. Yeah, I don't know. I think you like it's... you like comedy though. Somebody who's maybe comedic has a comedic I do. edge. Okay, so com com comedians is different. I'm trying to think of political pundits. I, there's comedians I could rattle off like a list of like five comedians that I find soothing in a, in a certain way, but but political pundits I I I tire of them. I tire of them quickly. Like even Rogan. Like Rogan <laughs> used to be kind of my my bedrock of like soothing, soothing and intellectually engaging conversation. And now he just sounds like such a bitch, dude. Yeah. I mean, no shade. I do he love Joe Rogan all the time. That's just he all just, he, he just, just complains. He just such complains a baby. So it's crazy how like his whole thing is like mental toughness and then just being like, but also, you know, but yeah. also the woke mind virus, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, dude, fucking pick one. <laughs> well, what, do you, what do you think of Bill Maher? Speaking of the woke mind virus and see I don't off, mind Bill. I don't, that, mind, okay. I, don't, I don't mind Bill Maher. I don't mind, mind Bill Maher or, um, or, uh, oh, Dennis Miller. You know, they both have I don't like, know very, him. who's he? You know, Dennis Miller. Dennis we, Miller. We grew up on, we grew up on Dennis Miller. Um, Dennis Miller is like comedian slash, uh, you know, political pundit. He was on Saturday Night Live. There's like, uh, Oh, I never watched I think, SNL growing up, so I, I totally missed him. I think he was on SNL. He's probably at least a writer, but um, no, I mean, I don't mind affected voices. John Stewart, I, I like in small doses. His, small, though, me too. He, I, yeah, he, he he's tires me. He, he's a yeah, little histrionic for my yeah. for my taste you know like and like how he has his calculated pauses and shit like this oh, i can't yeah, i cannot yeah, deal yeah. with that everything oh, he does oh terry gross 
NPR's oh. NPR's oh, okay. very own Terry yes. Gross. Dude, the sound of dude, the song of silence for my soul, man. Like, dude, an absolute. Oh, oh, uh, uh, who's the other guy on on our local NPR? Bob. Um, oh. He's on up first. Uh, with, I know who you're uh, talking about. You know what I'm talking about, man. Yeah. Um, Bob something. Who's he's the Kresler? 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 Yeah, that? I think so. I think so. Is that the same and, guy I'm thinking of? I think so. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. He's on up first yeah, with, with Aisha Roscoe, who just always cracks me up. Love, love Aisha. Loves me some Aisha Roscoe, dude. She's like, <laughs> she's awesome. Um, let me let me oh. ask one more. Scott Galloway. Do you like Scott Galloway? Yeah, dude. Yeah. All the dude. NPR. I find to be maybe it's just my um, maybe I'm just white to the core, dude. I just got. I just got that. I'm a dude. I'm a Twinkie with that cream filling, man. I just, <laughs> I just like those small calculated pauses of, uh, and 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 dulcet tones of the NPR of the NPR staff, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wait. Let me let me let me tell you something. I want to fucking before we get into the 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 mini meat of whatever we're talking about today. I just I I just listened to up first this morning. Um, I'm so fucking tired of this war in Ukraine, dude. I'm so like every week or so a story comes out where I'm just like, dude, are you fucking kidding me? Like, how is this still happening? Like mm. this is, this is, I think we are fully, we are approaching world war two level, like, ne like necessity to intervene. I think mm. we're actually, we're not at a, I think maybe you mean with like the civilian strikes sort of thing. Yeah, happening. Dude, yeah, dude. Cause it, it's not, week. it's not an ethnic genocide. And so there's not a, um, I think that that is like, uh, so egregious morally that people find it necessary to intervene when there's like an ethnic genocide or maybe just that once, because that shit actually kind of does happen on a cyclical basis, <laughs> um, that we don't care about. But, uh god damn it dude cruise missile hits uh hits a ukrainian apartment complex and i'm listening to this mom fucking being like i i'm hoping my daughter survived and then they they check back with her next day and they're like no we found her ear we found the little teeny earrings that she was wearing burnt to a crisp and i'm just wow. like and i was like god damn it dude like reporting is doing its job when it pisses you off for the right mm -hmm. reasons you Very know like point. like yeah. to kind of tie back into the tucker carlson thing there's something there's something really dastardly about arousing outrage for dumb culture war shit you know for being like san francisco is a shithole you right. know but then it's like you know if you got somebody that has like somber boots on the ground reporting about a fucking ukrainian mother that just lost her child like Dude, like we got it. I don't know. I, you know, I don't know what the answer is. Obviously, we're funding the shit out of the Ukrainians, and they have. <laughs> I do watch on Reddit. There's like a pretty sweet subreddit of Ukrainians using, like, American war technology. It's 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 very satisfying because mm. they've got really badass shit now, mm. because you know everybody's giving them stuff. But at 
I'm like, God damn it, dude. We we gotta we gotta wrap this up because we are at this point, and I think um, civilian casualty wise, they're targeting civilians. They're tar they're they're a cruise missile at a fucking apartment complex in 2023. Like, and nobody's and everybody's just kind of like, uh, you know, oh, they but they've got nukes. I'm like. Dude, if North Korea was fucking around like this as like a small homogenous country that has nuclear capability but isn't fully, you know, kind of lit on that level, we would have wiped them out by now. They're, mm -hmm. they're like half their country would be gone. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. I'm I'm outraged today, Peter. Just soothe me. <laughs> I mean, I guess the, the, the moral response isn't necessarily to hit whatever button that kills a ton of russians either i mean my humanitarian mm -hmm. you know impulses mm -hmm. are just to like <laughs> like this is this is between politicians and uh mm. the innocence of all the countries even if people get riled up in russia to be anti-ukraine that's just because their government prop you know did so successful propaganda against them yeah um i i don't know like i i have no idea what the answer is but you're totally right that like if Russia just didn't have nuclear weapons, one, this wouldn't have happened. Oh. Two, it would have been over half an hour into it, you know? Dude, 100%. It's only that fear of nuclear weapons. And, I mean, that's the whole thing where it's just like, God, I, I know that nuclear weapons have kind of been a really successful deterrent for a lot of wars, but... I don't know. It's this is like the ugly side of that equation where Russia can basically do whatever it wants as long as it doesn't attack a NATO country. It can do literally whatever it wants to any country it wants. And like, oh, they have it's it's just disgusting and it's really horrible. I We're mean, gonna... I know there are a lot of smart people working on this, and I, I feel like I'm I'm not qualified at all to really say what we should or shouldn't do, but it's so just like depressing to read these stories. I totally agree. We will enter an age sometime in the next 50 to 100 years, I'm fairly certain of this, where we just roll into uh, nuclear-capable countries and fully dismantle them as states. Like, mm -hmm. I think that this is probably one of the last times that we're going to need to learn this lesson about, mm -hmm. about appeasement. You know, I mean, like we learn that we've learned this lesson in every war that we've been in. Basically, well, so, so do you do you think that that the second we did something really aggressive in Russia, whatever it is, you don't think that they would just blow up New York City? I don't think so. I mean, I and think then Rita that Rita wouldn't blow up Moscow. You don't think that would happen? Because I mean, that's what they say would actually definitely happen. I don't know. I, mean, I guess who knows, right? Like, I'm not, I'm not in, I'm not, I'm not in the seat of power that would know the actual answer to that question. I, my sense is probably not. I think that mm -hmm. nuclear war is so terrifying for everyone other than like a, a crazed, cancer-ridden, despotic leader, you know, and apparently Putin is really hard to get to, but God damn it. It's like, it's like that, uh, it's like the Saddam Hussein kind of routine where it's like, for how many years was the kind of refrain of the common man? Like, do we really need to be in Iraq or can we just spend, can we just send some sick special forces people in to kill this guy? <laughs> and I feel like, dude, we got to assassinate this guy. Like somebody's got to get in there and just blow his fucking brains out. Because at the end of the day, even but they like, say that the people next in line might be worse. And there's a lot of them and they all might God, be worse. Damn it, you know? man. That's that's like the, the really, really, really weedy situation. Oh, 
this is giving me a headache. Let's talk yeah. about AI. This is really optimistic. upsetting me today. <laughs> so AI might destroy the world, but it's still more optimistic than thinking about Putin. Uh, Ugh. Um, Putin. Well, so yeah, okay. Top story. Top story today, guys. <laughs> Um, I want to talk about this article that was in the Atlantic. Let me, let me pull up the title of the article, so I don't I don't butcher it. Um, let me just tell while you do this, I yeah, jammed I, got I, I jammed with a guy yesterday that was using ChatGPT to do modal inversions on chord changes for songs oh. and and help him write lyrics, which. I don't know how I What's feel about that. What, 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 <laughs> you just have like AI do the rest of the work. I know. No, I'm like, I think that's, why I think even play the music at that point? <laughs> right. Right. No, I, I think that I'm I'm totally all about like like using AI as a tool. I think that that's super cool, and that is the future. I thought it was cool. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. And to be fair, the chord changes that he ended up playing me from that were good. Uh, hate saying that but they were they were good <laughs> some shit to listen to i'd be curious to hear what's happening there that's right. cool um well so this was the article uh, by nathan e sanders and bruce bruce schneider just wait until trump is a chatbot is the title mm. and this article is, is about what is you know what potentially could be a weird election coming up when we are you know, on all sides, influenced by uh, the powers of AI. Let me let me just read a, a quick okay. quote from this article. Uh huh. In the 2024 presidential election campaign, you can bank on the appearance of AI-generated personalized fundraising emails, text oh. messages from chatbots urging you to vote, and maybe even some deep fake campaign avatars. Future candidate candidates could use. Chatbot trained, uh, God, I can't read. Future candidates could use chat, chatbots trained on data representing their views and personalities to approximate the act of directly connecting with people. So, you know, there. this just paints so many pictures in my mind of, you know, like right now you get dinged on your phone all the time with little text messages from people. And this is a long ass thing of text about like, oh, send us $20, you know, this could be the world where Donald Trump's face. Oh, you don't? Well, I get a lot of them. I've, I've like donated a little bit to shit and my email's out there. It's such a mistake. Don't ever put any, unless you really care, just don't fucking put your email in anything. Anyway. Um. It's gonna be it's gonna be Donald Trump's face or whoever their fucking face saying hi Peter how are you today guess what those evil hey Democrats. Peter yeah <laughs> I cannot do it Donald hey Trump. Peter hey hey <laughs> or good. or Joe Biden hey Peter hey hey hey, hey there buddy <laughs> hey we're we're fighting for the soul of America. There's there's that where we are going to be bombarded by these, you know, AI, you know, bots. I'm I'm assuming like directly connecting to us. Mm -hmm. But also, I mean, so in the in the previous election, this has already happened where uh fundraisers used AI to predict who's most likely to donate and then reaching out to them directly. Rather than I mean, we're we're so far from the world where everyone gets blanketed with a little, you know, letter in the mail, right? I mean, this is right. it's very sure. targeted yep. now. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to be like, it's going to be very manipulative, I'm sure. Um, there's also just on the, like the, the, the media element of this already, the Republicans just this week sent out 
a uh, or released a video where all the images were AI generated. And this was like the oh. scary thing about like, oh, it's 2024 and Joe Biden is elected as president. Um, so, you know, China just invaded Taiwan and, you know, on like all these horrible things. San Francisco just got closed Kam- down. Kamala's president now. It's Kamala. Kamala. Like, you should you should watch the video just because like they they do very much highlight San Francisco as being shut down you know the city yeah. shut down as someone who dude like, it's it's like uh, Kamala Harris like people like a uh, 3D rendered you know Kamala Harris like in like a supervillain costume with a bunch of heroin needles and like standing over San Francisco covered in poop. <laughs> That's probably coming. You're probably giving them ideas right now, Devin. So be careful. Yeah, dude. Somebody put that in the chat GPT, man. Let me see what comes. Let me see what pops out. <laughs> well, so just to throw out some, some thoughts about this situation. One thing that I kept thinking as I was reading these articles was just like, you know, the, the X factor here is always the humans in that like we're all still a human audience, fully, completely, 100% human beings on the other side of this. All it takes is like us to get kind of cynical about anything that pops up on our phones or our screens, just because we all know like, like maybe this is really compelling. It's also fucking fake. And maybe this ad isn't only generated by a computer. Maybe it was generated by a malicious bot farm in Russia or whatever, you know, like, the second those messages started to trickle down and the uh, the mm-hmm. avatar feeds that we're consuming just get a mm-hmm. little bit too over the top, mm-hmm. the whole thing may just like all of a sudden stop being worthwhile. You know what I mean? I mean, we I, don't. I, I don't know. But that that is the, the X factor here that everyone is assuming this is actually going to work because we're not going to become super cynical about it. Um, well, I, we don't we don't yeah. listen to I mean traditional advertising is struggling so much in the modern age for exactly that reason that we have as as humans and as cultural consumers we have this fantastic power of rejection yeah. right like we're able to just completely ignore advertisements in a plentitude of situations and it actually takes something pretty tremendous to kind of break through our general kind of like you know, you just kind of go away men in black style when ads come on YouTube or on TV or whatever. I mean, I can't, I can't remember the last time I bought something from I, like an, I like an ad this. on a video. I've, <clears throat> said, I've said this before and, and, you know, it's worth repeating. I, I think is that like, for some reason, Facebook has dialed it Dog. in. Dog. Facebook fucking it. dude. They, Dude, it's I, it's why I specifically said radio, television, and YouTube because Facebook and and to some degree Instagram and Instagram, but, yeah. but particularly the products that they offer me on Facebook, I, like it's on it's it it is a little freaky where I'm like I didn't know that existed and I didn't know I wanted something this bad, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I only I literally only see it on Facebook and Instagram where mm-hmm. it's it's shit that like I exactly I didn't know I needed and then all of a sudden I can't get it out of my brain and you do see it again and again and until you fucking buy it which I have Dude, that little done. the little Home Depot the little Home Depot side scroller bar. Dude, just has me nailed, man. Fucking I can't believe I don't, have, I don't have that in an order from Home Depot, sadly, oh. all the time. I, oh. that's, they haven't got Home, me on that. Home Depot <laughs> and Granger Supply. Fucking, they just, they, they know, they know the, they know the colors of the wind, dude, for my, oh, for man. my, for my heart. 
Well, um, aside okay. from that, do you do you kind of do you? It sounds like you're kind of sympathetic to this view that there's a it, it if it's not dialed in just completely correctly, it could totally be a moot point. I mean, I think that that's totally a possibility. I think that it's going to do exactly what it did in the last election cycle. It's going to catch mm-hmm. a bunch of dumb middle-aged people and most old people. Yes. And then most and then most young people, most people our age or younger, I'm 33. Um, you know, I think most people in our age cohort and younger with the exception of like people that are just not uh, that just kind of aren't tech, didn't didn't develop technological literacy in the last 20 years, which of which there is a sizable percentage of people. And I I don't mean to say they're dumb, but I do mean to say that they probably don't have a super nuanced way that they're consuming content or that they're able to fact check things in a meaningful way. People that are just kind of like more uh, more on the side of emotional appeal you know what I mean, are are susceptible to emotional appeal, which I think we all are to some extent. But yeah, I think most folks in our age cohort and younger have boundaries and walls erected towards most varieties of digital content, understanding that they're going to be manipulative in nature. Mm -hmm. Deep fake stuff is particularly compelling. I mean, AI AI generated stuff is particularly compelling. I'm a little... There, we're getting to this point where there's AI artwork that's being generated that is, whether it knows it or not, it's taking into account part of the, uh, part of like the 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 zeitgeist of art in human culture. It's use it's utilizing techniques, methods, rendering, you know, and it's rendering things that kind of speak to you on a weirdly subliminal level you know it's like it's it's using images it's layering images i mean i'm thinking of a a a photo that i saw yesterday on facebook where it was like oh check out what this guy designed and it was like the front it was all an all marble front of a house but it was impossible there's no way you could do that out of marble it was really compelling if Mm. you could do that out of marble you would be it would blow your fucking mind Mm -hmm. right um so there is like a weirdness to how compelling some of these AI renderings are, are and they're going to get better. They're going to get better fast. Oh, yeah. They're going to yeah, get like already. The, the avatars are already so lifelike. It's Whoa, crazy. Yeah. I mean, Mark Zuckerberg did one the other day. It was just like a video floating around online that I've, I've seen a couple of times where it's like him talking his avatar. And it's like, it's crazy. It, it might as well be him. You know, yeah, it's, it's I watched nuts. the the Mario movie with uh, with my girlfriend a couple of days ago, and like, there's a lot of moments in that movie where you go, "Whoa!" because you're seeing like a a question mark box or something rendered as if it's a real object, and oh, it and it yeah. and it does blow your because you're used to seeing it as like a 16 bit object, and it looks mm-hmm. it looks like they it Star Wars style like made it out of something, but it's a hundred percent digitally rendered. Um, Look, man, I think, yeah, like that's my 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 overarching sense about AI generated content in general is that it's just going to catch people that it caught the last cycle. You know, I think people do you you think that this makes it more or less likely for outsider candidates to get an edge? I'm thinking slightly maybe more just because I think that this is going to maybe upend the whole advertising industry. And you know how Mm. in general to make it in national politics, you need there's like a number to it. It's like four million dollars to even get your name out there. Right. It's it's an 
not huge, but maybe it might, maybe it's more than that. That sounds low actually, but it's, it's like not a ton, ton, ton of money, but it is like kind of a ton of money if you're a normie, you know? Yeah. What if all of a sudden that drops to $200,000 and if you have the right connections with people in Silicon Valley or whatever, you know, a couple of companies that can do this, these sorts of things. Uh, what if all of a sudden you don't have to be a multi-gazillionaire to run for politics? The political, that's, a, the, that's a potential, right? I think it's a potential, but I think we're in the midst of, it's funny, I just had a conversation about this this morning with my girlfriend. She was like, well, who else is going to run, you know, like against Joe Biden? And I was like, oh, nobody can run against Joe Biden. And she was like, what? What do you mean? And I was like, oh, yeah, like you can't, I mean, you could run as an independent candidate, but you can't get the Democratic, the Democratic Party will do nothing for you if you run against Joe Biden in the next election. In fact, they'll probably actively work against you. And so like the way that the political superstructure is set up, it's like, there's just so, there's so few I mean, there slots. are candidates, right? There's Marianne Williamson yeah. and a couple of people, but they're not going to go anywhere. You're right. Yeah. No, the no, the Democratic is not going to get behind. No. Them. Yeah. The yeah. Democratic party will suppress them to ev probably more than the Republican party will try to suppress them. We'll right. probably spend more money trying to suppress like independent candidates running. Um, so I think that, yeah, it's possible. And I've seen the flutterings of it. I think Beto O'Rourke and Pete Buttigieg are kind of pretty good examples of people that are like uh, highly cogent, like viral po type politicians that have kind of started crawling their way up into the public consciousness, mostly by merits of their ability to do like cute soundbitey stuff and like- right make a name for themselves uh, in, by having like things go viral. Um, mm -hmm. But you see that there is still quite like a glass ceiling to that. There's, you get to a certain level where the political, you know, structure in this country is either going to help you get to pass that ceiling or they're going to block you there. And I don't I, think there I is. I do think, I do think there is the chance of, and maybe AI is irrelevant to this, but I do think that there could be, quote, the right candidate. I remember mm. the second I saw Barack Obama on television, uh, um, and I was really young, and I didn't pay attention uh, to politics at all, <laughs> yeah. but I, I remember, I was actually, oh, I, yeah. I, I have like a flashbulb memory, but I was out at my uncle's house in Portland, and I saw him speak on television, and I was like, oh, he's going to become the president. And I put it on my mind, didn't even think yeah. about it. I was too young to vote. Yeah. And then he became president. And I and was Republicans were shocked, like that too. You know? It They were like, you know what? He's black, but he's cool. He's he's cool though. You know what I mean? Like The way he like, presented himself, the way he talked, the he way the, the man, things he said. Everything. He, yeah, and I mean like Pete Buttigieg has some things going for himself or what? So, so is Beto, so does Gavin, yeah. you know? But yeah. like nobody white has no, they're not on whatever that, that is and yeah. ai can't give that to somebody necessarily no nah, he had that's that's a possibility we could have somebody swoop in from that can i can i ask really quickly i want to get your, yeah. your thoughts on the record of what what is your thought on marianne williamson just because a lot of people in my sphere are all about her never even heard the name shut up really yeah oh okay okay you gotta get online more um can i tell you about her really quick and then yeah, you'll please. Let me let me just get this on the record for myself. Um, yeah. <laughs> so she came out uh, last presidential cycle, and she's kind of like on the stage with with Andrew Yang, where it was kind of like, "What are you doing here?" You know. Sure. Uh, she was one of those candidates, but she was like famous for all of these self help 
woo-woo books that were, mm. you know, on the Oprah bestsellers list. And she was like buddies with Oprah, this sort of a thing. Um, and she's very just like, you know, crystals and, and the, the, the stars aligning and, you know, positivity. It's a lot, a lot of the shit. But interestingly, she says all the correct things to get young lefties excited. So myself and a lot of people um, were actually kind of like drawn into her. Okay. And so like uh, Crystal Ball and, and Sagar are both like very much wooed by her. Mm. Um, and she she's kind of like, you know, a younger female spunkier Bernie in a lot of ways. Oh, okay, uh, cool. And I'm even like semi-okay with her. The mm. thing that absolutely destroys her for me and why I would never vote for her is she is, at least last I checked, unless this has changed recently, she she's is not hot at, enough for you. <laughs> she is, she is <laughs> adamantly against nuclear energy. Um, Let, ladies and gentlemen, like, that's a joke. Peter would never, Peter would never cast aspersions on a, on a, on the political aspirations of a person based on their attractiveness alone. Myself, hey man, I just, <laughs> I just went on her spiel about how uh, Barack Obama, you know, she's a dog, <laughs> she's a dog. You got a dog. <laughs> Looks uh, like a dog. Barks like a dog. She's I, a dog. <laughs> I, I will honestly say, I think that we're, we're all influenced by the way people look, I, by the attractiveness yeah. of the candidate. I think it's actually yeah. a huge factor. Barack Obama. He could get it. <laughs> Trump, Trump knows if he didn't have his fucking hair, he wouldn't be as appealing. He knows oh, that. Dude, you know, he hangs on that seen, with dear life. Have you seen him without the makeup and the hair? Yes. Dude, he looks like Emperor Palpatine. He full. Mm. He looks That's full on just like, eh, power. <laughs> yeah, okay. I think I know what you're talking about. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Please continue with Marianne Williamson. You should, you should check her out. I mean, anybody okay. out there worth worth actually legitimately oh, she's not into nuclear it. energy what is going on with nuclear energy dude people guys yeah we've had a couple of 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 mishaps and it's contaminated a little bit of 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 soil and land places we can't go back to it's a bummer but of sort good, of kind of we can go back good. to a lot of you can drink the yeah. water she much shit like that like you know yeah like good grief guys <laughs> like nuclear energy is the answer like yes. we need, we do need to figure out a little bit more advanced uh, ideas around storing and reusing the waste. That is something, and there is there 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 are ways that it the the waste can be reused and recycled. The New York way. Times had a big piece this week about mm. why the the waste isn't a problem, and it's it's oh. it was so refreshing to see that in that you know caliber of a publication. Um, like the quote mainstream media is like really actually starting to embrace nuclear energy, which is like kind of super exciting. Maybe the coolest thing happening right now in the world. Like the public has got to get, we've got to get to this point as a public, right? Well, like as a, as a, as a, as a cultural mass of people where we're able to separate the, uh, the, the, the pharmaceutical industry and the oil industry from, like we need to be able to recognize the propaganda of those industries yeah. and the way that it's had its inky fingers injected into society for the last hundred years. Nuclear industry, literally, there's no other, there's no reason why we would be anti-nuclear as a society other than the propaganda of the oil industry. Same thing with a lot of natural medicines and food as medicine with the pharmaceutical industries. Like they're two of the largest propagandizing bodies in the in the world. And they affect discourse in our country at a completely disproportionate level. We should have a nuclear power plant in every, every viable area, man. Like this is insane. 
mm-hmm. don't need we don't need any other we don't need any other source of fuel besides natural gas for certain applications and then every other you know we do need gasoline and diesel for you know like specialized industrial applications there's certain things mm-hmm. that electricity just kind of can't do or it can but it doesn't make any sense but like as a as a as a consumer as like a as a as an average person 90% of your power is electrical and of that 100% of it should be coming from renewable resources nuclear being at the top man right now if you drive a tesla you have to drive it for 55,000 miles to break even on the carbon because of the carbon footprint that was made when when that car was made and the battery and everything in china it was put together on coal fuel yeah so you're driving you're polluting the environment like crazy and you have to 55,000 miles that's that's like a lot not uh, to, to mention to break even. although interestingly not- i will i will note that china is right now making a massive push into nuclear so that actually mm. kind of might that problem might solve itself which is exciting but um i, I yeah, will we, say we, too, we, have to, we have to yeah move towards nuclear i totally you, agree like it also in order to pay, repay your karmic debt for the child laborers that mined all the cobalt to go into your tesla yeah. you're gonna have to spend several lifetimes as a centipede or roly-poly to get, <laughs> just get back to being on the karmic wheel in a way that makes sense. That being said, you know, obviously we're both probably podcasting on devices that are being run by lithium ion batteries that have cobalt in them right now. Um, you know, moral issues. But you know what though? Nuclear, uh, famously devoid of moral quandaries, dude. <laughs> like shockingly. Nobody yeah, gets like, hurt. Ever- Everything has costs and nothing is perfect, but it's pretty damn close. Yeah. Um, I've got to wrap this up. I'm already a little late for some engagements here, but hey, Devin, good talks as always. And yeah. until next time. Hey. We'll talk hey, soon. hey, Peter, share with the yeah. share with our podcast listeners how you get your teeth so white. I don't know, actually. Maybe it's a light. I, I brush two or three <laughs> times a day, you know. Two or three? I work from home. So sometimes after lunch, I'm like, I feel like brushing my teeth and it's not even like a crazy thing or, you know, I'm not like way into hygiene necessarily, but it's just kind of like, I work from home. I'm, I'm always here, you know, after lunch. Pod- but, podcast you know. listeners weigh in in the comments. How can I get my <laughs> teeth as white as, as Peter Clark's teeth there? I brush twice a day and I mean, they're the same color as my skin on this podcast, man. I'm battling Dude, crippling insecurities. I, as I we haven't. Speak. I haven't been to the dentist since pre-COVID, so I need to fix that too. I've moved. I had a baby. A lot has happened, but I'll I'll get on that one of these days. Hey man. Well All right, uh, Pete. Till next time. <laughs>